Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and thank you for joining us here on another very special episode of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I am one host holding your hand, Dan Conroy. And I am the host holding your other hand, but when you wake up in the haunted house, no one will believe anyone was holding your hand. Bobby O'Rourke, got it back, lost it for a second. You wake up, the comforter's gone, all the lights are busted, there's a creaking coming from the attic. It's old man Brimshine's house, you know the one where he used to make the onion figurines. And you look up, and a spirit looks you dead in your irises and says, Happy Greetsgiving. That's right, idiots. It's Greetsgiving one more time. Bobby, we are now at, what is this, Greetsgiving this number This is Greetsgiving four? four. Yeah, this is where, wow. in, 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 if you're following slasher mythology, this is where the series reboots. So we're, we're doing like Jace, or Friday the 13th final chapter. We're doing Friday the 13th four again. I just said that, but it's happening again. <laughs> this is this is like Leprechaun in space, except it's Greetsgiving in space. That, of course, was the fourth one. Mm-hmm. This is where you're really going to peek at a lot of the slasher films and horror films. This is where you get started to have a lot of fun and we're going to have probably crispin glover coming at one point he's going to do a quick cameo but no one will really know until they see him on the imdb there's a lot to enjoy out of this one i think bobby how are you taking down a bunch of teens at a lake well i'm going to start with reminding them of the urban legends that surround the area very casually i'm going to make some vague religious overtones that sort of Of upset people but in a way they aren't really comfortable defining and then i'm going to play a board game that we're going to incorporate stripping into that doesn't really Mm, fit like sorry or risk you know every time you take an asian province you lose an item of clothing you know one of those (laughs) areas too it's the risk-based version of bringing a spirit back a lot of people don't know but risk is basically just a recycled ouija board most of them are yeah i mean it it was a real green effort on the part of the uh, neoliberals and it, it Credit where credit is due, it worked. All of my Ouija yeah. boards have been recycled. What I didn't like, though, is if you look at the politics of green economy and political maneuvers of like the 80s and 90s, sure, they did get the board game initiatives out that they needed to, especially under NAFTA, where we definitely got a lot of the recycled Ouija boards and made them into risk boards. And that did save us about 10% of the average cardboard output. But the congressional exchange for that was... I mean, you can't step on any part of New Jersey and not find nuclear waste. It is. They just let it be wherever it wants. There was just that was free range. Bury it like gold. It's got that cartoon rug thing where if you step on a pile of waste in New Jersey, it just pops up in a bump on another part of your house. And then you have to step on that and it comes back up. And down. yeah, you know, the bit. Yeah, I never I never actually experienced quicksand in my life until I've been in New Jersey. And each one of them is just in a radiated puddle some somewhere in the Hudson County area. As John Mulaney once said, I think it's true. Movies really prepared us to think kidnapping and quicksand were going to be our major worries, not climate change or gun violence, but really just vans with with men in it who are trying to kidnap you and quicksand just appearing at any place or at any time could happen anywhere to anyone. And with quicksand and that whole Acme Hanna-Barbera way of potentially meeting your maker or at least getting in trouble for a bit falling pianos. I've never seen a piano go into a building in my life. I was under the impression that everybody was trying to get a large instrument into a tight space above a first floor. 
So, and that's never happened. And so I never got the charm of seeing someone getting smacked with it, surviving, getting their head out of there. And then you just sort of see their teeth become the keys keys. that are coming out of it. Yeah, key teeth. And then you can like bang on them with a xylophone, go. It was that in Anvils. We were prepared to think everyone who lived in our apartment building was either a smelter or a musician. And so far, I've met only a few people who meet that criteria. I've only ever seen an anvil if I go to a historic museum, which that just feels like a cheat. I need to be able to see that like in regular life. How else am I going to stop all the roadrunners in my life and get that cool... Did they ever make it clear that Wiley e. Coyote is trying to eat the Roadrunner? I guess so, right? Because I've seen him with like the handkerchief and the knife and fork. I don't know if they ever say, I'm trying to eat this thing. Because what else is the purpose of the capture? That's true, because he did have a knife and fork and a little bib, whereas Elmer, F- mm. Elmer Fudd was simply trying to shoot Bugs Bunny. <laughs> so he's 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 the worst kind. He's a trophy hunter. Yes. Which, he's not going to eat that bunny. No. And, and to his credit, though, and I, I don't often give credit at all to trophy hunters, but um, have you ever seen a humanoid bunny? Like that would be that sounds like it's worth. Saving. Oh, yeah. That's... No, if I were a hunter and I encountered that in the woods, I, w- I would say this is my duty to destroy this thing before it yeah. destroys us. I mean, look, I, we're going to say here on the podcast and we hope that you all agree with us. Bugs Bunny was a cryptid. Let's face it. That was that is oh, a yeah. cryptid creature. Yeah. yeah, that's up there with Mothman. Mothman sounds like a creature that would be one of the later Hanna-Barbera characters where they're like, we're running out of ideas. We did a duck. We did a sad dog. We did. We did multiple kinds of dogs. We need to. We need to change this up a bit. Bigfoot, the Yeti, Tengu, yeah. Jersey Devil, a, yes. a Rusalka, I think is a, a water demon. If I don't miss my my lore, but uh, we'll just go right to kaiju. By the way, I, I want to just correct myself right now. I said Hanna Barbera. I know they're Warner Brothers. Don't at me, please. Don't make this harder for both oh, Bobby boy, and you, I. It's already very you hot. Have, whew, we're <laughs> the emails are flooding in. Jesus. <laughs> The emails from your wife and Karen and Andy were done for. I still owe the audience cards from Andy and Karen that we've shared, so I hope to post those soon. I'll give the, I'll share those because they are some doozies, handmade cards from Andy and Karen because they're truly lovely and they mean a lot to me. And it is the area of greeting cards that genuinely means a lot to me. And they're also very funny because they're often about mortality and they're not celebrations, <laughs> they're dirges. They're dirges and we need to have them and we need to bring them with us down to the river sticks in order to, because we forgot to put coins in our eyes. So please, Bobby, share that with me exactly. and the beautiful candy cards that you have. And then you, Ding Dongs, can see them at Greeting Spot on Instagram or at Greetings Cast on Twitter. You will see that magic. If I remember correctly, one of them is a Super Saiyan Goku wishing a happy birthday. A Super Saiyan Vegeta. Thank you very much. Vegeta. Oh. oh how do you fired. fucking sleep at night? Why how, how, how do I fucking do this? Tell you what, I've got like a I got like a I made a gin cocktail while I did this and all it's got is limes in it. And that's <laughs> it's that's not, not so a much cocktail. a cocktail as you put gin in a uh, box of limes and then decided to drink that. That's more of a malaria like vaccine than it is a, it's not a vaccine. Need your ascorbic acid. Guys, the humidity is like a hundred percent. I'm not a I don't know if anyone knows what we look like that aren't our friends that listen to this thing or family, but I'm covered in hair. So I don't do well in these Floridian conditions. No, I I, I am I'm melting. I've been melting all day. Um yeah. as they say in the sandlot, I'm baking like a toasted cheeser. <laughs> You're killing me, Bobby. Man, I wish whenever I was having tough times, a bad Babe Ruth actor could come to me and tell me what to do. (laughs) 
Like a guy who doesn't look much at all like Babe Ruth can just come down and tell me his hard way of doing things, which was getting blind drunk and being okay at baseball. Dying of throat cancer or tongue gangrene. I don't know what it was. He smoked a lot of cigars. Yeah, one of the things where like you just basically huffed tobacco and nothing like it for 70 years and still lived it decently. How old was Babe Ruth when he died? Let's... Oh, he was not old. I think he was only maybe in his 25, 50s. He was not, yeah. a, not an old man. <laughs> 25 he looked that is what a. I mean you laugh that is what a 25 year old looked like in the in the 20s that is that is as good as it got oh you're right 53 years old which and that was what year was that no might as well 1948 might as well have been 100 for for how he probably this isn't shade either because i i love sean connery and i love the bond movies you know to the extent that they're they're misogynistic time pieces (laughs) but if you ever look at sean connery in 1962 he's like 40 years old but the sheer miles that he's put on with the smoking and the drinking of men in general in 1962, easily 62 years old, like, you know, easily adds 20 years to to, to the face. Like, it's incredible what what was going on in those days. It's so funny because, like, you go back to some of those, like, movies and TV shows. I don't know, for some reason, (laughs) for some reason, I caught myself one night watching Miss Canada 1985. Don't ask me how I got there. I just was there. And you can't you can't. (laughs) We have to. What How were you? Thinking? Um, I think I. Oh, you know what it was? I was watching this. I was watching these YouTube videos from this, or no, Instagram videos from this great creator. They're a drag queen by the name of Devin Green. Let me see if I can find oh. their uh, their stuff. I'll have to see if my wife knows. If my my wife is big into the drag. They race, were. So, I know uh, they were on All Stars. RuPaul's All Stars, and I believe I'm not know if they won RuPaul Canada or not, but it's at the Devon Green, and so they are from Canada, and they made a bunch of videos where they're dubbing these strange uh, pageants. And I thought to myself, what were these pageants like? Because I I never really watched Miss America or any of those. So I just typed in Miss Canada and I found Miss Canada 1985. And looking at those candidates, I was like, well, they look like about my age. I'm 31. And I looked and and they said their age. And they're like, hi, my name's Dardanelle. I'm 21 years old. And I was like, Jesus, really? And I I think it was a combination of fashion because it's just – your mom's going to wear the fashion that they might have worn at a younger era, or that was just what was fashionable mm-hmm. at the time. So you always equate it with an older person. And also probably that tobacco and alcohol usage was a little bit higher back in those days than it is today. So that probably didn't help the process along. We're going to be there soon enough. You know, tight, dark jeans are going to go the way of the dodo and kids are going to laugh at us in the street and mm-hmm. we'll have to return to our bell towers to be alone with our thoughts. You're going to go out with a graphic tee to the movie theater that says my other t-shirt is a root beer mug and everyone's going to be like what does that mean idiot we don't wear shirts anymore we only wear all day ponchos all day plastic ponchos you and i are going to share the same bell tower and who brings us a picnic basket full of goods is we'll have to figure that out yeah that's that's for the lord to decide (laughs) he'll figure it out for us there's only one thing that keeps bobby and i young the entire time and that is rating greets giving cards now if this is for some reason your first greets giving don't know why, but I'll help you out, I guess. What we do is <laughs> we take the past, this time around, 12 cards. We've got 12 cards to go through. We take the past cards that we've been since last Greets Giving, and we give them a ranking. Bobby, thank you so much. Bobby O'Rourke, as always, is responsible for the charts that we utilize here on Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. We'll be ranking the cards that we have gone through from the past 12. We'll rank them 12 to 1. We will go through the average ranking between Bobby's ranking and myself. And if we have time, we will talk about the fridge spot. If not, you'll be able to see the fridge spot at Greetings Pod on Instagram or at Greetings Cast on Twitter. 
look, guys, our time is valuable just like yours, and we don't want to waste your commute by talking about fridges you can't see. That's right. Bobby, I took a little peek, Rooney, because you were keeping it secret up until the bitter end. You and I are different in a lot, but we get pretty close most of the time. I got to give us credit. You and I are like hitting the dartboard almost pretty close most of the time. Does that phrase mean anything? I I think so. It it sure does. And I'll tell you for why. I was really excited to do this particular greets giving, Dan, because a lot of these cards I hadn't revisited until I was looking at them today. So this was all fresh for me. And it was really kind of fun to go back and say, oh, I'm kind of discovering this card for the first time. So unlike the other ones where I felt more familiar, I was excited to see what you got. And sometimes I... Not always, but once in a while, if we disagree, I'm like, okay, like we get a little debate in here. That's all right. I think that the people want like a little grit. You know, they want to they want to know we're not perfect. And I think we can give them that today. Yeah, I think we can come down from our Olympian mountains and wipe the ambrosia off of our beards and show them that we're just like the common average greeting card, Joe. And you're going to hear it tonight where we're going to disagree on a few things because make no mistake where there are a few where we're pretty close on the money with each other. There's one or two where we are going to have some words. You know, Bobby, in the spirit of me having started the podcast, would you like to start us off? Yes, I think, Dan, we both agree on the first one, which is a good place to start. Mm. We're both coming to the table with open arms and open legs. Uh, (laughs) I think we both have hit uh, our, our bottom card for this round, number 12, Birthday rectal exam from episode 34, The Shame Cast. Hot, carnal, sticky, stupid. And I should say for the listener, sometimes the episode titles are more fun than the card. So I'm going to really relish saying them all to you once again. This is the perfect example of that. Turn my head and what? No, thank you. I We both hit it right on the money. It was dead last. Not a fun card. Not a fun joke. I, you know, again, we're not here to like necessarily like police certain like comedy necessarily, but this, this landed as a nothing. This landed as an absolute, you're as, because I think we even talked about it in the, in the episode. It's just kind of mean. Like, even if, you know, talking regardless of where you are with like, you know, something that's a little bit spicier, this is just a mean thing to say to somebody. And it doesn't come with like, it doesn't come with any layered or. Or or razzing banter. It doesn't come of like your friend giving you a hard time, giving you giving you a verbal noogie. It's you're as fun as one of the more uncomfortable ways in which you go to the doctor, usually for reasons that are quite dire. So that's at no point at no point is that like a fun thing to hear. No. And it's actually a card that was recommended to us from uh, some friends of the podcast, Jess and Joe. Thank you again, Jess and Joe. And uh, they're expecting their their second. So good for them. And just a shout out from us here. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations, um, guys. But don't congratulate yourselves for finding this because it was horrible uh, no. to do to someone you claim to love. Yeah, it was a weird card to look at because it wasn't a joke what it said was your birthday is like a rectal exam for me so the message was your birthday is painful and awkward for me which i've still have thought about a lot so i mean i've thought about this card that's something in its corner but it's a terrible (laughs) terrible sentiment to give to someone you claim to admire or love yeah because again i have nothing against i don't want to come off as like no you can't have fun and razz a friend or like be a little but i think there is something to the classiness to what how you're going to do that there's a there's a level of taste to it this is an absolutely tasteless card this card is not even trying at all to be this is someone who's trying to cover up that they are are fed up with celebrating your birthday with you this is this is really hard to make rectal exams 
classy in conversation. It's not impossible. I'm just saying, there, you know, watch where your company is when yes. you do these things. Yes, there should there should be an etiquette guide to bringing up your recent prostate exam yeah. to your rectal exam, excuse me, to your friends and well-wishers at the next soiree. But again, I don't think a greeting card comes into play here unless, of course, it is for sympathy for having to go to the rectal exam or completely neutral. Hey, I had a rectal exam. It happens. You know how it is. Anyways, happy birthday. You remind me of a rectal exam. In what way? Now I need now I need you. And you know what? I'm sorry, because usually I wouldn't want this, but I need to know exactly how. And yeah. I'm, I'm You've opened this book. Now we have to dive in, so to speak. Exactly. And that's why for me it was dead last. I know we I don't know if we can get to all of the fridge spots, but I think it's worth mentioning where the first and the last ones are, depending on our time. I said Sarlacc Pit, deep in it, let the worm eat it. <laughs> Bobby, where did you put where did you put yours? <laughs> you actually wrote that in the ranking and the <laughs> average formula just said value lost and I thought that was more appropriate than 12. It was like nope, not even on on the chain. This one is not as bad as the Gay Angels from I think oh, God, no. 3 which yeah. is possibly ranked as the worst thing ever done. We might we might not get a card as bad as that. No, we'll never get a card as bad. I hopefully not. Oh, I'm not going to wood right now. Here's hoping. Yeah. No, yeah. God, no. This is Sarlacc Pit. This is like no need to even have this shown at any point and just just immediately into the shredder. That's yeah. where this one goes. I Fantastic. Think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no reason to be in there. It's so funny you mentioned it said value loss because when I first saw that, I changed it because I saw we would want the average ranking. But in my opinion, like I would love if one day down the line we get an intern or an employee and every time we like make a bad joke or we just like go off on a tangent about things we like to talk about like candy or the Roman Empire, we just have that intern hold up a sign for us that says value lost in regards to the episode it's like oh crap it's like it's like that terrible person that goes to the restaurant and goes all right here's your tip it's this pile of dollar bills every time you do something wrong i take one off it's that that version oh yeah people do do that yeah and if you if you're listening to that and you do this i hope you recognize that is some don't eat don't eat don't eat. i say this in seriousness i don't think i've ever done anything that douchebaggy in my life before and i'm i'm an awful human so there's that to go (laughs) same here brother hey you're in good company today but same thing here i feel like the fact that someone is willing to like i've had bad service and i might have tipped like maybe 15 or 18 percent but i mean not anymore i think there was a time when i did do that but now i'm just after being a server for long enough i was like no fuck that you you get no it's horrible it's like any any mistake that you perceive to be their fault you're taking away that's a horrible way to Oh, oh, that no, God, never that shit. That is like that's massive. That's sadist. You're you're literally trying. You you don't have any power in your life, and you want someone else to suffer. Which yeah, I have definitely felt that as a server. So I hear that, Bobby. You're number eleven. It is time. My number eleven was a twofer because we did two cards on episode thirty-eight. Mom doesn't like bone and pizza, and my eleven was the second Mother's Day card that featured the Pharrell hit "Happy." I called it malfunctioning smiley sticks. So that was my 11. Dan, what was your number 11? My 11 was pretty close to one of yours, which we'll get to in a minute, but it comes from episode 37, something to blart with love. It's graduation cow parenthetical milkshake. And I put that as, yes, my number 11. So let's move right along. My number 10 was from episode 39, only shaking stars, a play (laughs) off of the (laughs) Smash Mouth lyric. It was the I love you more than a drunk girl loves complimenting people in the bathroom card. That was my number 10. Dan, how about your number 10? My number 10 comes from episode 38 we just mentioned. Mom doesn't like bone-in pizza. It is happy Pharrell Mother's Day malfunctioning smiley sticks. (laughs) 
So Dan, we're pretty aligned on this one. This was eleven yeah. for me, ten for you. What do you What do you feel? I mean, close competition here. I don't think we have much to argue against. It's a bad card with a bad idea, and it was broken. <laughs> it was a broken card. I don't. It was, bro- it was almost saved. I almost ranked it higher because the gears started to grind while I was opening it, so I almost saved it. But I thought that's not fair because if it's that's a mistake. Not to get too far away from this, but there is a sibling card that you'll notice has a much better rating, and that is because even though it was equally annoying and came with the same damn song. It worked. And working is one of the main things you have to do. And this card didn't work. And that's why its rating was so low for me. And I don't feel like I'm being a bad person for saying the car, it has to work. If you're gonna if you're going to throw these batteries in the dump the minute I make this card, it at least needs to fulfill its purpose. Yeah, think of the energy. We could have powered light bulbs, hospitals, uh, you know, classrooms with the the lithium batteries in here, but instead we're <laughs> we're we're powering these like stick figure smiley faces that are malfunctioning as Pharrell's happy plays in the background. They're shaking. That you bought at three in the morning with a diet Mountain Dew at a CVS because you forgot about the birthday. I, if sure I had did. if I had that card 150 years ago, they would have called me a witch and burned me at the stake. That could have powered all of St. Louis, Missouri in 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 the 1850s. And yet you're here throwing it at me going, oh, right, you were born. And it's just... <laughs> Now all that happens is Mama Conroy says, uh, well, you know, let's go to dinner. We don't have to sit around and look at this card anymore. We let's can put this away. Else. Exactly. Yeah. Let's put this away. I, I probably would have rated it a little bit higher, too, if maybe it was a different song. Like if it was Lou Bega's Mambo Number no. 5 or something like that that would have gotten. I, I'm still waiting for the Mambo Number no. 5 card. It's got to be out there somewhere. Dan. Oh, you know. Yes. Oh, you know. That's how Lou Bega is making his making his Bega, Bega bucks anymore. That cryptocurrency that never flew. But mm. there's still time. Bega bucks. We'll get there. You and I can get there together. The blockchain's not dead yet. Bobby, what is your... We did your number 10. What is your number nine? My number nine, discussion round, Daniel. It is the graduation cow, parentheses, milkshake, close parentheses, from episode 37, something to blart with love. So Now, this was not dead last for... I mean, nothing is as dead last as birthday rectal exam, but I noticed that you did not put this near dead last. Can you explain why? Yeah, it surprised me, and I give (laughs) points for that because... (laughs) It's not hard to describe. It's hard to understand if that's a way. When I told I people time. what this card was, they I said, well, it's a cow who's congratulating you for graduating. And they said, okay, I follow. It's got some pun in it somewhere, I'm sure. And then they said, and and then I said, also, the song Milkshake plays, you know, from when we were in middle school, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Mm-hmm. And they said, why? And I would say, because there's a cow. And it's go, oh, because of milk and then i would have a moment where i go yeah i guess that's sort of it really and i didn't even get to the part where if you hold down the button the song speeds up and the cow starts moving at a more fractious pace and that really just sort of set me on edge so for all those reasons and many more that i don't need to go into uh it's not last okay so that little piece of industrial tragedy where you can hit the button to make it go faster like some sort of acid soaked meme you that to you was a was a benefit and not a bug. Yeah, some art needs to be explained. I I am well aware enough of our audience to think sometimes they can grab things that are working on more than one level, and in this case, it's working on negative levels. Yeah, I was gonna to go say backwards. it doesn't even get its main level. It doesn't even get no. the level that it that it wanted to be, which was fun dairy joke, <laughs> and and also let's annoy your parents as quickly as possible. Which, by the way, that. The fact that we're making cards for that, that that immediately puts you in the in the garbage can for me. That like it's not enough that like things like minions exist. You you've won. 
annoy, annoying things win. Don't make more of them. Just make the hey, you keep the ones you have. Don't make more. Yeah, an- annoying works. I think that's what I've really gleaned from this particular <sighs> greets giving is annoying really gets the job done. And I didn't know that was the case until now. There is. And I think when we found this card, you and I realized something. Perhaps we, we are still Yalman in this great industry, this great education in greeting cards. And we've learned, uh, let me know if you think this is wrong, that there are many ways to sell a card like skinning a cat. And one of them is to annoy the person that's getting it. And I think I knew that existed, but I did not know to what level we were continuing the cause. And there's just new ways to do it. I didn't know we were going to put speed up buttons on things. I thought maybe the Ferris wheel, which we'll get to, which isn't even annoying, but I thought that was going to be like the worst it's going to get. Like things are just loud. But no, now now things are loud and fast. Now there are two things at once. And loud and fast and using a song that I think even generously speaking from when we were 13 years old, we all kind of knew wasn't going to last. You know, it's not like we were all saying, man, I really wish they'd turn on Milkshake, you know, from Dodgeball, <laughs> the motion picture. Yeah, it's it, it definitely was a was a banger in its time. And then within a year became just a earworm. And soon after that became an earworm with pinchers on it. Not unlike Pharrell Williams happy. Like it's just it starts out kind of nice. And then you get to some time and you go like, no, this this can be one of those things we don't listen to for another 20 years. If, if yeah, they... but show, show some love where where it's deserved. Hashtag moms be loving Pharrell. You know, you could do worse than give your mom a card that features Pharrell in some way. Moms be loving Pharrell, and that's for real a thing you should know, guys. Mm. My number nine. It would keep on rolling. Don't even don't even recognize. Don't it. stop. <laughs> you can't look back. Don't look back. It's too to late. Stone. My number nine to get us on the number nine track is episode forty one, Bob Voyage Part One, Baz's Burgers. Also stay tuned for more Bob Voyage episodes. That's right. Yeah, stay tuned, people. The card is Happy Birthday, Brother in Law Gorilla. My number eight then. Or oh, sorry, do you want to say anything? Because we No 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 reached... keep going. No, I remember okay. I remember how we do this. Okay, so we won't talk about it. And this was perfected by uh, once again the James Bonding podcast and on the with Gorley and Russ podcast. We won't talk about a card until we both land on it. So moving on, my number eight is the first card from episode 42, the most recent episode, You Need Fanta, Turkeys Have Feathers, <laughs> with Andy Vigacco and Karen Boyle, who are nice enough to provide two cards. That's my number eight. Please write soon. Dan, what is your number eight? My number eight comes from episode 40, Try the Budget Wings, Dirtbag. The card is To My Wife parentheses mother's day you are so beautiful okay so we're going a, a while now without a talkie round all right and i think it cool. might looking at the statistics we might for a bit at least one more this is great though i like when we have we have chance to discuss because I, the people have said sometimes when we agree too much they think we're too in love and they want oh i'm sorry little, is yeah i want to see a little friction you know what i mean yeah i'm so sorry we like each other's company and have a good time and don't often argue yeah sorry we're not you know the news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, we're not one of your favorite debatey podcasts. That yeah. I'm so behind on all podcasts. I don't even know who does that now. But we're we're not we're not the hardcore debate kinds. We're the ones that shake hands and go. No, it's cool. We're different. Yeah, we're not Tuck Not Everlasting. The podcast I just made up that talks about how Tucker Carlson got fired. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, my number seven, Dan, is the I Believe in You Bird from episode thirty-three. You can't spell Kenya's a great place without Enya. <laughs> On all this time, I agree. My number seven, going back, number 38, mom doesn't like bone-in pizza, is Happy Pharrell Mother's Day Ferris Wheel. So actually, oh, okay, we're going to keep on rolling. No, not going to say that one for a while. Mm-hmm. 
That one's that one's going down. Oh, there. that's funny. One of them is like a complete parallel of each other. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna boy, we're gonna have two cards to talk about at the same time. That hasn't happened yet. All right. Well, let's. Okay. Well, we do have a talk round now because okay, here we go. my number six is Happy Birthday, Brother-in-Law Gorilla from Episode Forty-One, Bob Boyos Part One, Bass's Burgers. So, Dan, number nine for you, number six for me, sort of bottom quarter for you about midway through the pack for me. What do you feel about this card? So it's important to note, and I think I've said this in past greets givings as we all sit around with our hot mugs of Cedra. Once we get to a certain threshold for me, I don't have as deep of an aversion to the cards we're talking about. So it sounds mm-hmm. like when I give Brother-in-Law Gorilla number nine that I think very negatively of it. In fact, quite the opposite. I probably feel pretty neutral because I am loving all of the great content we've got to offer upcoming. And there's only a few that are real, real mean stink pigs, including Graduation Cow, Not Good, Birthday Rectal Exam, Sarlacc Pit, and Mother's Day Functioning Smiley Sticks, which gets a bad grade because, again, didn't fucking work. Yeah, is number 10, that for you in this round, that's like where you start to go from, I'm throwing this out, into, okay, fine, I'll keep it. Is that the cutoff for you, generally speaking? Yes, exactly. Okay. We, we've, we're have out of the ninth layer. We're not even in, when we're, we're skipping all the other circles, and we're going right to purgatory, where it's just kind of boring and gray, and Socrates comes up to you and goes, you know, I think everything is like a rock, like everything's got a spirit. Uh... <laughs> uh, for a former day uh uh what's his name tom hanks character wow i just completely blanked forrest gump that's for- what i was trying to think former day forrest gump former day forrest gump why was i born 700 years before christianity but so yes brother-in-law gorilla if you go back to that episode you'll remember that i was quite fond of it because it regaled to me what is the stereotypical relationship between a person and their sibling-in-law and what that could be like. Not not even just brother-in-law, like what it could be like to have someone who is not your blood sibling, but now you call them your sibling-in-law. But it's like, yeah, but I'm also like doing cool lip stuff with your sister or brother. It's like with your sibling. <laughs> it's like, where do I go with this? Where does where does this go in my brain? Because my brain only has so many different relationships I know how to put together like a Rubik's Cube. So I thought it was fun in that way. Obviously, we've got a lot of uh, heavyweight hitters this time around. So it was tough to put it so low. Obviously, I, I think a lot of it just has to do with it didn't strike me as hard as the other cards, even though I look back on it fondly and I did like a, a sad monkey on their birthday. Yeah, you can't argue with the art, the bright orange background and the sad gorilla with the balloons and the, the paper hat. You know, I, I can't argue with that. I actually put it medium of the pack because I think, honestly, of all the cards, it's not the most impressive. It's not the most outrageous or awful, but it is, I think, maybe the most true to life because mm. I really think the brother-in-law relationship is the most middling, awkward, gray area. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Here's a card. Okay, let's not talk again for another year. Yeah. Sort of relationship. I think this card felt the most like what it was to me. It's not the most stunning. That's why it's kind of in the middle of the pack, but I kind of like that it feels like this is really the emotion to be captured, which is lack of one. That's why I like this card. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, we haven't, you don't often see this one crystallized in physical form that you can see. I mean, sure, you know, (laughs) sitcoms have done the best they can and so have movies, but you're right. It is one of those middling, awkward, unpleasant relationships. And so I think more often than not, it's not even as bombastic as like, the stereotypical like meeting the parents for the first time like whole movie franchises have been made off of that this is instead more like you know we're going to be like oh so did you catch uh ted lasso season three yeah i thought it was cool yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, and uh, cool cool all right i'll see you christmas next year 
totally. I, don't, I don't know what you like, so I got you a pack of cards, but it's like a bunch of the Futurama characters. Oh, cool. Thanks. It's like I got you a remote control for an Xbox 360 and some cigarettes. I didn't know what you do, so I figured I'd cover all bases. I got you these uh, Doritos that they have in Japan. They're just plain flavored. I found them at a smoke shop. You can't get them in this country, though, and that bag was like $15. So it's actually kind of a cool thing if you think about it. Anyway, I'll need some cab fare. Yes. You just want to go to space? I mean, I can't afford to. I just want to know. You know, you're dating my sister and all. You can't date my sister if you don't want to go to space. Do you ever watch Fresh Prince? Me neither. See ya. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And 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 real quick, am I a monkey? You're just your brother-in-law is a gorilla, but doesn't know because they have the intelligence of a God. Where is now, that? That car to be number one. Like that happy been, birthday, w- brother-in-law. You are in fact a gorilla. <laughs> Happy birthday, brother-in-law. It's okay you're a gorilla. We still love you. We just wish you'd down on the fiber a little bit because it is making, you know, living with you real gross. Hmm. Sorry I looked you in the eye the other day. I deserve to have my ears ripped out. (laughs) It's a lovely card. I'm so excited for more Bob Voyage cards. And it is the beginning of good things to come. I would just say it had it had stiff competition this time around. It did. And that means it brings us to your number six, Dan. So what is your number six? My number six, Conversations Ahoy, is from episode 39, Only Shaking Stars, based off the Smash Mouth song, Only Shooting Stars. The card is, love you more than a drunk girl loves complimenting other girls in the bathroom. I've Yeah. That, I think that's what it's called. You know what we're talking yeah. about. The the yeah. drunk girl complimenting tequila. That might card. be my fault. I might have recorded the phrase erroneously, so forgive no, me. No, no worries. That, that is happened. as good as it needs to be. Now, Bobby, number 10 for you, number 6 for me. Not the biggest divide we have this time around, but a divide nonetheless. Now, where were you in the mindset when you put it at 10? Looking at it again, I went through the Instagram to refresh my memory, and I realized love you i love the phrase i love you more than a drunk girl loves complimenting people in the bathroom while sweet and true to life doesn't tell me what the card is for and i actually looked through the card and i don't think it said what the card was for (laughs) and so i I felt a little blindsided to say like i love you man but without an occasion and so i thought it was it it had the least ground to stand on if that made any sense i liked the card a lot i thought it was very pretty i thought it was fun and it and later I'll I'll tell you what card beat it and why because it was in the same vein. But I remember reading it and thinking I don't know why I'd get this, mm. and that sort of threw it back in the rankings for me. How about you? Yeah, I can see that where it's the ambiguity that will lose it a couple points because say what you want about brother-in-law gorilla, but the specificity honestly would save it if there was a competition. It's like well, it's it's brother-in-law monkeys and birthday. It's you know you you've 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 carved out a little piece for yourself in the. You know, it's not a wailing wall. It's a it's a screaming wall of greeting cards. And we do pray to it. Whereas love you more than a drunk girl. You know, I put it at six. <laughs> I can't defend it in all of its gaudiness. I was mentioning this card to someone. Shout out to Liz. And I showed it to her. And Hi, Liz. thank you. Hi, Liz. And thank you. And she said out loud, this card was absolutely written by a dude. And yeah. <laughs> and I would love to know how she came to that conclusion. I'm sure it's correct, but I want to know the process. You know, I can see where she's coming from with it. It does come right to the face of being like, this is what girls do. This is, you know, <laughs> you know what girls are like getting drunk in bathrooms and going like your hair is so there. Having slumber parties. You yeah. Know, kissing, watching uh, Mean Girls and the Barbie movie. Making you know, gunpowder. <laughs> Dying of radium poisoning. Discussing Verona. <laughs> Swearing oaths to fish. So the what, despite this card probably being like just too much of a hat on a hat in that 
regard. What earned it a high rating for me was it was the beginning of the great trilogy of Girls' Night, which we have mm. spoken of like deep mythos here on Greetings. Which yes, that this is a seminal movement within our a symphony here. So yeah, this this is worth staying on. I interrupted you as you were explaining it eloquently. So no, 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 no. You're right. This is I no. I'm glad you did. This is this is what we live for. Is our words going back and forth like this? It it absolutely like the great anthology is being created and we're. Seeing it come to life here. So while I can attest that it is super silly, all of this is super silly. And the Girls' Night anthology, the great trilogy, is a silly night, which we will talk about in its third installment. So in that way, it gets high rankings for me. It also was a pretty card. It looked nice. So that's why number six. Yeah, the art was good. Yeah, I I will say that. I I did feel a little bad ranking it so low because the art was very good. So no Mm. shame to the artist there just uh i just didn't re- remember what it was for that was really what, what sent it so it's very fair bobby it's you know it's we can't just give away give away good rankings to pieces of paper that don't that don't explain why they're here they're like nope. it's like coming to the house and bringing deviled eggs and going oh it's a oh it's a wedding oh i, I didn't read any i didn't read any of it <laughs> i skimmed the invitation yeah i'm here aren't i yeah i'm yeah i'm wearing a denim jacket it's cool i'm trying to meet people I'm just trying to meet friends, friends like trying denim to meet dudes, trying to meet cool dudes at the dock. That's where kids hang out anymore. Comparing each other's fishing nets. What is that? A, a loose knot? I prefer a hog knot. Sheep shank. Get out of here. <laughs> Sheep shank. That's dank. All right. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Sheep shank. That's dank. Sheep shank. Anyway, that's dank. All right. Show me who the drug guy is. <laughs> Tell me where your drug man lay. Bobby, what's your friggin' number five? <laughs> My friggin' number five, oh boy, is a discussion round, Daniel, because it mm. is from episode 40, Try the Budget Wings, Dirtbag, <laughs> uh, and it is To My Wife on Mother's Day slash You Are So Beautiful. So this was the Billy Preston song and someone else who I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's not like we're giving him money. We're not giving him any money, rest assured, <laughs> listeners. I don't have any money to give. So this was number eight for you, Dan. Number five. Again, not a huge divide, but but enough to comment on. So number eight for you, kind of like bottom half. Why why is this one languishing in the in the, in the dead zone, so to speak? Well, first off, I would just want to make a comment on how I think this was the most sentimental and wholesome card we had of the it of was, the brood this time. Yes. And, and it's sired with our, our funniest title, Try the Budget Wings Dirt Pack. It's the most incongruous, I'll give you that. I love it, yeah. It's really it really is an opposites attract situation here. Where you you give this card as an apology to your wife to taking them to Bobby's congressional budget wings. Which I, I like the anniversary sauce you make, which is just relish and more water. <laughs> That's the... We're now opening up our third location in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but it's already under uh, a lot of protest. We're finally open for Flag Day. Celebrate Bastille Day with some budget wings. Oh, I hate that French Revolution sauce, which is just ketchup. It's not, you didn't even try. You put a little extra vinegar in it so that it's loose. It's loose. But we know. Lo- yeah. The revolution is a loose ketchup. Put that on a pillow. Yeah. yeah I don't, so why why the hell do I like this card? Great question. Or not like it? It's, again, like I said earlier, we're coming to the slow, incremental me enjoying all these cards. So there is nothing wrong with the Mother's Day You Are So Beautiful card. I think I remember mentioning that I love the artwork. I remember enjoying the backyard I'm probably never going to own. I, I don't remember enjoying that song very much. Maybe that was part of my 
Mm. Rating is the you are so beautiful, beautiful. to me. Even for a love ballad, it kind of just keeps just it takes forever to get to the end of this thing. Not that you shouldn't enjoy a slow song, but I don't think I'm a big fan of that ballad very much. So, uh, yeah, again, I'm going to have much stronger opinions about the next five cards and this one, or I had stronger opinions, excuse me, about the next seven cards. And therefore, I was going by the ones we already highlighted. And I just don't think this one stuck out for me as one that went across the finish line any faster than any of the others. But Bobby, it was number five for you. So so right in the middle, right in the pocket there for you, huh? Yeah, it is. And just let me say, no one sings You Are So Beautiful like Bug Hall, who plays Alfalfa from the 1994 remake Little Rascals. So that's the true owner of the song. Just want to say no shade to Billy Preston, but we all know who the real winner is yeah. in that instance. Dan, it's it went so far into sentimentality and sincerity that I couldn't help but be admiring of it because it's one of the few cards we've ever gotten, I think, where we both looked and said this card really means something like this person may not be the most savvy, maybe not the most cynical, our East coast liberal go, go nineties lifestyle. You know, this <laughs> buy, card, sell, was for, buy, sell. <laughs> this card was for someone who's like, I love my wife. Boo. I love that. I love my wife. Here's this card. You are so beautiful. Here's a beautiful rendering of a gazebo that we could <laughs> dance on forever. It was so sweet. It was. It was beautiful. I love you so much. I'm going to take this thing that would be in a municipal park and used by a crappy ska band, and we're going to have it all for ourselves. The Merry Wives performance was canceled, so it's free from Mother's Day. Those Renaissance kids can suck it. Who cares about their mandolins? <laughs> you and I can enjoy our diet margaritas and go to Kissin' Neck Town, if you know what I mean. Wink. So it, it's, it's got, it's, it's got yes, charm because it's so, right. it's so straightforward, right. and I can't help but say... All right, I've I, you know it warmed my cold, cold heart. You so don't want to be comedy bitter like me, <laughs> just not give it high points because all you want to do is laugh. Some of us here are in it for the love. That's why we do this, Dan. We need to balance the scales here, guys. It can't just be all about the goofs and gamps. It can't be all about the chuckle buckles. It's got to sometimes yeah. these cards got to. We don't do this for, for. I mean, some people think we do this for the fame, for the money, for the women, for a lot of women, like so many women. Oh. Some men too. Um, yeah, but but no, we do it for the love. That's really why we do it. We do it for the love, despite the huge amount of both men and women that are outside our door. And they're just they're not even like fans of us, nor are they like trying to go to, you know, smooch city with us. They literally are just hanging out. It's like we're populating them. It's like in The Sims yeah. when you just keep making more babies. And don't let them in because once they get in, it's curtains for us. They they will not be brought out. They're like vampires. They don't have fangs, but they do drink blood. It's it's even r- harder to do when you just have canine teeth. It's They're not as sharp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you if you've read I Am Legend, not seen the movie, but uh, the the story yeah. that that's what our lives are like is just a constant stream of finding out when we're able to go outside or not because most people are trying to eat us in some yeah. way. That dog did not like eating vegetables. <laughs> oh, that's a sad ending for that dog. If you've never seen I Am Legend, sure uh, uh, spoiler alert. Dan, you're not you're number five. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert for I Am Legend. My number five comes from an episode we haven't spoken of yet is mm-hmm. episode 36, Make Me Ding Dong, a quote by Sun Tzu, and it is, sorry for being salty. That's my number mm-hmm. five. All right, we're going to hang on to that one for just a wee bit. Uh-huh. Uh, my number four is a talking round, Dan, because we have finally reached the second of the Mom Doesn't Like Bone and Pizza cards, the Mother's Day Ferris Wheel. Number four for me, number seven for you. So about middle Ooh. of the pack for you, a li- pulling a bit ahead for me. Yeah. You've already explained your... 
here a version to mechanical lithium powered cards. Is that what put this one sort of in the middle of the pack for you? It did. Now, some will say that there is a great stream of hypocrisy running through Forrest Dan. But let me explain. Yes, not a big fan of Pharrell Williams. Happy. I'm not one of those Pharrell moms as much as I wish I was. I'm not a fan of... I'm not a fan of taking a lithium battery that could have powered a baseball stadium in 1896 and shoving it in a card that you're going to think about for all of 20 seconds. And then your Buffalo tendons come and you throw it away. But I, what I do appreciate is good card architecture. And if you don't believe me, and I don't know how you're going to do this as the ding dong, but go find this Ferris wheel card. Actually, just look at greetings pod if you don't want to waste your money. This was actually really impressive for all that I dislike about pop-up cards and them doing like dumb, kitschy kind of shit. This was actually kind of impressive. It was Mm -hmm. a working Ferris wheel. No joke. It was a working. That's why it's four for me because I was like, man, this is a real Ferris wheel. They, they, God damn it, they've done it. I didn't (laughs) think they would in my lifetime, but by damn it, George, you've done it. Like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, um, and maybe you know, it could have been a little bit higher. I think all the other things were working against it for me that I, I couldn't, in, in good kindness, put it above some of my other favorites that we're going to get to, and I'll explain those later. But I did feel like it was unfair to put this as low as the broken sticks time. So I needed to. There, there needs- it was a better card, in fairness. It was a more put-together, more even sincere, certainly better engineered card yes. than the broken comp- the smiley sticks <laughs> card. That was the other one of that episode. Yeah, that one was just bad. And so, so as you just mentioned, for you, it was number four for that very same reason, because we were just talking about great carpentry in the realm of greeting cards. I might even have put it up even higher if not for the fact that it just took a real nosedive in quality when it insisted on adding Pharrell's happy song. And again, I'm not Mm. against that song in principle, but it's a bit like saying your favorite, I don't know, like your, your favorite musician, I guess is like the Beatles where it's just like, yeah, okay, great. Like I I understand like Pharrell. Yeah. Pharrell's a good song. Like I get it too. Makes sense. I, I I feel bad that I, I, I know he's written a bunch of songs. He's an incredibly prolific writer. I don't know how many other Pharrell songs I like because I can't think of them off the top of my head. I know happy. So maybe that's why it's just never, you know, reached me in that way. But look, people like what they like. I get it, but it's, it was clearly such a marketed song and this card is just capitalizing off of that. So engineering wise 11 out of 10 couldn't, yes. couldn't ask for more it's the most advanced card we've ever seen i think but as far as uh, creativity you know kind of falls down the rankings a few slots despite our ranking bobby and i both did submit this card to steven's institute of technology and we, we did we don't know what we hope to get out of it because we didn't specify a degree or a commendation or what but we just like to get some mail because we don't get mail anymore it's nice you open your mailbox and get a nice postcard from steven's and says please stop applying you know it just yeah. makes you feel good and then you like that's right next to the letters that remind you that your waterbed payments are due which is a shame because you threw away that waterbed years ago for you i sprung a leak yeah well that's the last time i wear my hellraiser costume to bed I couldn't fit. the fish wouldn't fit so I had to I had to keep him out of the out of the waterbed. I felt like such a pinhead when that happened. Oh my poor koi fish. Ooh pinhead. Uh, I love how Clyde Barker keeps making appearances in our podcast, which is also <laughs> incomprehensible horror speak for a large portion of the population. But the portion who do are like ugh. Yeah, they, they're <laughs> so so we're we're either alienating a, a large group or disgusting a smaller group. Yes. Cool. That's two things I wanted to happen here. Clive Barker's greetings. God bless. Clive Barker's greetings, the greeting card podcast. 
Oh, man, we could dress up like those weird uh, BDSM angels. Ah, oh, man, the Cenobites. The ones with no eyes and everything. Oh, let me get to my number four, because it is going to be yet another discussion one, which is from mm-hmm. episode 33. You can't spell Kenya is a great place without Enya. It is the I believe in you bird card. Now, for Babs here, And the inverse from, from the last one. I was four on the last one. You were seven. Now you're four, and I'm seven on this one. So interesting. Ooh, yes, we actually have a perfect inverse here, like looking into the mirror of shadows that are our feelings and thoughts mm-hmm. and dreams Four cards gone by. Now, Bobby, this was for you, number seven. Explain yourself. Explain yourself now. There's no time left. I think the card is beautiful. It is one of the most beautiful cards we've ever done. It has a minimalist haiku-ish sensibility to it. Mm -hmm. But I did forget about this card. So that's really the only reason it stayed in the middle of the pack was because it's an I believe in you card. It's an affirmation card, which we've seen a few of before. Mm -hmm. And I thought I really remembered the to encourage you steam train from a couple episodes back. And I remember that one. And then this one I saw. Thank you, Karen Boyle. Thank you, Karen. I don't know. It just it, there's nothing wrong with this card. This one is perfectly okay, but I did forget about it, so that's why it's number seven. And that is fair. However, I forget about a lot of these cards until we go back to it. Like, not gonna lie, I sort of forgot that rectal exam was in this pickings of cards, and then I looked back and I went, ah, oh, yuck, we got to talk about this one. But and you're gonna call me a cold-hearted reviewer who only cares about the jokes. I chose Believe in You Bird number four because of the same sentimentality that you enjoy of You Are So Beautiful. But because That's I don't, fair. well, I don't care very much for humans, but you know what I do like? Birds. And birds. <laughs> I like burbs. They're like lizards, but cute. Um, little dinosaurs. Little dinosaurs. They're, they're dinosaurs that learned how to evolve. This card for me was, I returned to it at the Instagram page and I was just... Again, it was like a little candle lit up in me old ginger soul. I was reminded of just how pleasant it is with the simple lines. It felt like a piece of art in itself, like the simplicity and toned down features of it all really brought something to the front for me emotionally. I just I really enjoyed the look of it. It was almost like if I could isolate the look of the bird, I would have that in a frame. I I, I think I very honestly would. And I think that deserves high merits for its style there. And uh, that's why it goes up as number four. So, oh, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Like, it's a beautiful card. It's one yeah. of our most pretty. Um, And uh, that's fair. That's that's perfectly fair. And so moving on to beautiful bird cards, of course, we got our number three. Now, Bobby, this is another talking point. So please sail away. I will. And I should say also we have not talked about at all two cards so clearly we've talked about two and we're going to discuss and then two have not even been mentioned so we agree somewhat on the top couple but let's start here yes my number three was your number five sorry for being salty from episode 36 make me ding dong a quote from sun Tzu. so this is dan i believe this is the return of the jedi of our um of our trilogy yes. for girls night out so this is the end of the night this is when things have gone wrong this is when you realize all the things you've said and all the things you've done. You need to apologize. Just like um, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> just like Return of the Jedi. Just like Halloween ends. Just like Matrix Revolutions. Like I love a third installment. I truly do. I think they allow for the most experimentation. And I love seeing how people try to end things. I love Dark Knight Rises. It feels to me like the direction a trilogy has to take is one, you establish the rules two you up the ante and three, you have to say, how are we going to end this? How are we going to bring these characters to the conclusion? And I love that girls night out ends with someone saying, here's a really classy drawing of a tequila bottle that caused all the problems between us and our relationship. I'm really sorry. 
Dan, this is number five for you, which I feel like is low. I, feel, I have to say, I'm a little surprised by that. I one. think a part of that is because I like a card that challenges me. And mm. a, a card, so to get on my high rankings, and I don't want to give up the ghost too quickly here with what's coming up, but the cards that are coming up were either really beautiful and fun or very challenging and therefore very fun for me. This card is neither. It is the conclusion to, of course, the great Girls' Night trilogy. Not to say, of course, there will not be reboots, sequels, prequels, and readaptations, so please stay tuned. But mm-hmm. it is come, like you just said, it is... The coming to a close of this chapter of the Great Girls' Night compendium of the Great Anthology. And in that way, we're saying goodbye to this. And like you said, you know, you're either going out with a bang or you're going out with a whimper. But either way, this thing has to end and that's going to be painful. So it's all about how you're pulling that Band-Aid off, I think, is often the case with a lot of third movies. It can either be very bombastic or it could be very sentimental or some prefer to just like, you know, Irish goodbye the damn thing. And that will come either people enjoy that or they don't. But one way or another, I think this one is definitely a whimper where it is an ending where things like you said, the second one had fireworks and special guests and cool CGI graphics. And we've like engineered new species of animal to make this work. And now it's the tone down and we're we forgot to buy Pedialyte, so we're just putting salt in water and just drinking it. And we are sending this card over on our way to get our hollandaise enriched eggs and just saying, you know, I'm sorry. You know what this card is? It is the Irishman of <laughs> greeting cards because it is the story about, okay, we've seen the Goodfellas, we've seen Girls Night Out, we've seen the excess and the depravity. Yes. But some we've of seen the casino. survive. Yeah. We've seen the casino. What happens now? These people have to go on. What happens to the girls of Girls Night when they wake up in the morning and think, oh, man, I sold Jessica. Have you talked to my lawyer? And then he just hands him a tequila bottle and he opens it up and he just pulls out a piece of paper. The tequila bottle just says he's dead. They're all dead. And then he's and then he and then he asks him who got him. And then he flips it over, just says cancer. I'm just trying to do the lines from the Irishman. (laughs) It's like I think it was cancer. I don't remember. Point is. Yeah, this is yeah, this is this is the end of the road. It's like um it's kind of like the Sopranos, like what happens when they live day to day and and what what happens to the end of this because this is this can't all just be like martinis and kissing girls and cigars and hands. One day this has got to end. It's not all complimenting other girls in the bathroom all night because one day no. that sun's coming up. And no. It's beautiful, but I'm not going to lie. I'm a child. I hate to see an ending. I hate to say, I know. you know, don't frown because it's over. Smile because you looked great in that mirror. And I'm sorry that Clarice scaled that building and punched a businessman through the window. I asked you to get a water between drinks. That would have made this so much easier. We were very clear. Yeah. yeah. Some of us had work in the morning. Yeah. I have jousting today. <laughs> and you said you were coming. <laughs> <laughs> if that if that thing what's it called the long jousting stick is it called what's it called again yeah that's the raymond carver sorry the long joust goodbye yeah <laughs> the long jousting stick goodbye if that thing even graces my tummy i'm throwing up and i'm gonna throw up all over my horse which isn't gonna be great horses don't like that no very few creatures enjoy being vomited on which ones do you think do Pigs? i would say the turkey vulture oh definitely the turkey vulture probably the condor doesn't mind it that much Mm. Certain catfish probably don't mind it very much because that's just food. No. As disgusting oh, yeah. as they're, that is, they're, they're filthy. They're kinky. They're, they're disgusting. Yeah, they're guys. Disgusting little things. You know, give to your local catfish today, or watch catfish. Do whatever you want with catfish. It's none of my business. Yeah, I don't care. What is your number? That was your number that, three. That so my, my number, number three. three. 
Yeah. My number three is, and now we're getting to two cards we have not talked about yet, is episode is episode 35 tonight on Ghost Pervert is the card <laughs> best teacher ever countdown. All right, hold on to that one because <laughs> we're going to my number two, which is best teacher ever countdown from episode 35 tonight on Ghost Pervert. Dan? My number two, your number three. I mean, um, pretty close. What can you say? Like, it's it's delightful. It's got the sincerity of You Are So Beautiful. It's a really fun card. It's colorful. It's clearly meant to give a child a chance to express admiration and love for someone they respect. Like, it's it just it, it's a genuinely good card. Like, I don't know what else to say. That's why it's my number two. This card was right up my alley. It was an activity. I love activities. It was That's something right. you could do with another person. I love doing that as an extrovert. It could be seen as like a mad lib so clearly it was designed for the teacher to receive the personal message as is but you could quickly make it into a fun mad lib game if you got a pencil and you can just erase it it was beautifully designed it looked like it was a child making it which i give them credit for that it just it just struck all the right parts of the xylophone for me it was just right yeah i just there's really no no notes here like i only do it as number three and i'll explain why because of the two coming up but high marks high marks all around this is a great card i would have so much fun with this even if you are gonna just bullshit around and make like funny little things like teacher's great because he's a butt like you do that for a little bit (laughs) before you give it in still have some fun with it i respect my teacher because he's a pharrell mom or you know what you can put whatever you want there my teacher's great as being a smiley stick i like when the teacher reminds us of budget wings it works on every level it's just good good you can't lose you can't lose lose. Uh, my number two to get us on conversation yet again and we are we are down to the wire here ding dongs is from episode 42 you need fanta turkeys have feathers with Andy and Karen is the Please Write Soon card. Now, this might very well be the farthest divide we've ever had in a card, which I think is very interesting because I am at tied. two. Yeah, six, six is the farthest. Yeah, we've ever been apart on. Okay, on so cards. this is tied. This is the farthest. And, and and I don't remember which card we were divided on. We can look at that later. But, um, oh, Bobby, you're at number eight there. What what was your reason? I, yeah, and you know what? I I'll be honest with you. Hot take here. I'm not surprised. I'm a little bit more surprised by my rating, but let me let me hear it out. You you got the seat. You have the floor. You know, I think it's because it's overshadowed completely. But I uh, by the card we're probably going to talk about next. But please write soon. The past the passive aggression that Annie and Karen brought to us while welcome was a bit one note for me. I really think this card is fun, but it was a card that I remember thinking, you know, in general life I wouldn't keep this one very much, and I thought it was one of the least colorful in terms of just its appearance too. So that kind of lost at some points. I do love the comedy of it. I love a passive aggression card. I think that we don't get enough of them. So that's why it kind of fell for me. So this is number two. This is your second favorite of the season, Dan. It is now for the very same reasons that you might've put it down to number eight. I brought it up (laughs) to number two because both of the cards that Andy and Karen, that candy lovingly brought onto Mm -hmm. the podcast for us, Both of them blew me away in their ability to convey emotions in the one we're coming up with. I'll explain what those emotions are later. I'll just say it right now. Absurdism and fear. This one, (laughs) this one, it brought the emotion of passive aggressive contempt. And I got to give it to a card for doing that. This is an 
restricted medium that we're working in. This is not, you don't have HBO dollars. You don't have Marvel money. You've got a very limited field to work with, to play ball on. And the fact that you were able to hit a home run in the field of making me feel like you don't call your mother enough, that is a win. Even though I agree, you know, I like violet looking stuff, but it wasn't exactly anything to write home about. It had all of the artistic charm of that kind of bathroom at a dentist's office, but it, it did, it, it did definitely, when something is able to take the emotion, ball it up in an energy orb, throw it back at you via text and images and make you feel that, I'm sorry, you know, broken smiley stick or not, you win. And I got to say, that's why it was so high for me, because it it I did not expect to feel that that day. And I think I was weirdly speechless when we came to it, because I was like, wait, a card made me feel like this? Or do I just feel bad that I don't call my parents enough? No, a little of both. But also, definitely, this card did it to me, 100%. I respect it. It is an effective card. It yes. just doesn't tickle me in the way that it some other cards do, and that's, that's fine. Totally so fine. I fully respect the number totally two fine. ranking. And in fact, I think even... The, the history books might even say that I'm wrong. We'll have to see. Time will tell on that. We'll one. get different authors, you and I, different historians to write competing debates on the greeting card podcast lore and, and the great historiography. And there will be universities that fight till kingdom come. Oh, thank God. Yeah. At least this is for something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do, what do you guys ever done? Other historians? Oh, I got to focus on wars. Who cares? Doris Kearns Goodwin. More like Doris Kearns Borwin. You know? Hi, I'm Ken Burns, and I'm 120 years old, and this is the history of greetings. A lot of people don't know that Dust has a long and storied history. That's not Ken Burns. I don't know who that is. I was going to try to do harmonica music like the Civil War was. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I'm doing the Lord of the Rings theme. <laughs> okay. The Shire uh, was filled with greeting cards. <laughs> The year 1871, the Shire was filled with greeting cards as a tall uh, Gandalf the Grey came in. <laughs> Let's, what card could have possibly brought us together, Bobby? To take it away, come sail away like Styx does to us all. We have fights, Dan, we don't always agree. Sometimes we're as far as six places apart, but we can always come together and talk about the cards that definitely maybe an AI wrote, because Dan... From Also from episode 42 with Andy and Karen, you need Fanta, turkeys have feathers. Number one, sorry about your accident. Number Ooh. one, no debate. Dan, the first robot card we've ever it seen before? Has is that be. It has to be. And look, I, I'm not even... Uh, okay, I want to make something clear. This is not a win for you robots. I'm going to be nice to you. And That's right. I'm going to respect you. And I'm not listen gonna... up, bots. This <laughs> is important. Listen up, bo- listen up, beep boops. I'm going to say thank you and please so that I don't have to work in the constant lithium mines in the future robot takeover. This is not a win for you. More so it is. I went back to these cards and I had a realization that almost put me in like the kind of spin, like vertigo spin that makes you call out of work. Like I almost had to lay down on the concrete floor of my office because... <laughs> I looked at the card again. Sorry about your accident. And I don't know why I didn't notice this, but inside the frame, it's like the same image of the little red flag and the little patch of green. So so the computer, so the algorithm fucked up in many ways, but it like (laughs) basically copied and pasted. So it makes me feel like we're living within the frame of the golf course within the golf course that we're currently playing the golf in 
thank, uh, wishing a condolences to the person and saying sorry about your accident. And I think we mentioned that in the episode that it already was doing that, but I had no idea that it was nearly a mirror copy. And I was going through like maybe I'm falling into different dimensions, kind of like the constantly waking up and not waking up properly. Uh, you know, the, the multiple media franchises have done that. The first one I think of is when Leela eats the wrong, I think it's called like, like galactic jelly or whatever from the bees. Oh, from the bee episode. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, like it's, you're in the constant, you're in the constant never knowing when you're awake or anything like that. It was an inception, I guess, is the the biggest media thing that does that. But uh, anyways, that wins number one for me. That first off, it was robot generated nonsense but it was robot generated nonsense that made me guess second guess my own existence for a little bit i don't well, know the if part you... that i kept going back to was it's either robot generated nonsense or a boss who really thought they were nailing it with sympathy <laughs> and then was going to ask you when you're going to come back to work that's why i loved it so much because it could have been a robot or just a boss who said sorry about your fall no one's covering the night shift at Suncoast Video on Tuesday. We need you to come in. Please, there's no wheelchair access either, so you'll need to just climb the steps in your in your cast. Hope that's okay. The way you just said that, Bobby, I thought you said you meant the boss of the greeting card company that was like, I can make a greeting card as good as any of you. Get out of here. And so that's what they came up with. Like they spent all played by a younger Ed Asner, no doubt. Yeah, 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 definitely. But still in the Santa Claus suit. He didn't want to give it up. He's still uh he's still in his elf Santa Claus. He's like, This is the best I've ever looked. <laughs> This is, he's uh, using like crayons to make it. He's like, well, we have to put it through. He is the boss. Yeah, that's 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 a really good point. This definitely felt like that. It 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 earned the top place. It was a wild wild card in its different layering. Andy and Karen, you've brought us. Thank you again for that. You've brought us both beautiful things. Yeah, appreciate it. It was sorry about your accident. I'll think about that phrase forever. <laughs> no context with a golf with a with a set of golf clubs on the cover. Sorry this, about your this note is being sent. It just it, it just to read it all to you again in case you were wondering if we're being superfluous. This note is being sent to hope you'll soon recover from your recent accident. Like that's that is I don't even know. I can't even I don't know the pentameter it wants me to say that as. And as you get the rest you need, be sure to keep in mind that you've been thought of every day since your accident. Get well's Oh, so it's not even. I'm saying it in pentameter. I'm like stuck that this is a. You're rhyme. trying to impose meaning on oh, chaos, and I, it, I applaud you. But it is a fool's errand. This is what this card is doing to me, Bobby. Oh, it's the combination of me not having an air conditioner and trying to bring sense to this thing. Oh, oh it's it's all over now. They've won. The cards are theirs. They get a number one, and hopefully, us giving this thing a number one that looks good for us in the oncoming, you know, uprisings. I think we've kissed a boot enough. I think that we'll be in a very good spot to uh, maybe just get a few human slaves, you know, in, in the great robot uprising. Like, just enough to make us comfortable. Not too many, but uh, just, yeah, just maybe so replace, like, our blood with, like, a cool new, like, high-protein liquid that'll keep us younger and we can, like, lift stuff better. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying mercury, but I'm also not saying mercury. If it comes up, you know, we won't mention it, but if it's offered, you know, exactly. Buy a girl a drink first and see what happens. You know, buy a girl a liquid metal you're not supposed to have that's in a fish too much. Yeah, put yeah. me in a thermometer and turn up the heat. You know what I mean? Exactly. So we hope that if you are one of the many robot overlords that are coming in very soon with the upcoming of AI, ChatGPT, and many other things, we hope you will look fondly on Bobby and I, and that we've rated you number one on this time on our greets giving because that should be all that matters to you. Robot overlords is not where the great many 
minerals are coming from, but the fact that your artistic endeavors are being appreciated by us, the flesh bags you'll be using as batteries soon. Yes, welcome, glorious conquerors. <laughs> yes, um, and I everyone welcome our new ant overlords. So before we sign off, Dan, because I know our time our time uh, draws near, I just did the average ranking really quickly, and a lot of middling ones in this. I don't think that's a bad thing, but yeah. we had three cards near the bottom, the graduation cow, the malfunctioning smiley stick, Mother's Day, and birthday rectal exam clearly at the bottom. But there's a large, between average rankings four to eight, a large swath of uh, cards. Really the only two we both said were bangers were um, sorry about your accident and best teacher ever all the other ones varying levels of of good to very good uh, mm. which i feel fine with i think looking at these there's not really any that i disagree with totally in terms of where things have fallen i think we would say that was where our opinions lie with these cards that that it's a lot of good to very good to middling and then we've got a couple of real dumperinos that go all the way down a couple of real budget wings and then two one to two that really take the crown and I, yeah. I think I think this is a, a fine representation of how we felt this time around. I think there were things we loved about each card, but then other things that doth giveth and doth taketh away. There are others that only doth taketh away. They don't give us anything. And then I think the two that we really enjoyed, the best teacher ever and sorry about your accident. Those are ones that, it, you know, down the line when greeting starts doing like the Hall of Fame best cards. And then we'll also do Hall of Hell best cards, worst cards. <laughs> Um, all of hell worst cards this will be the great tomes that we return to to find where we were in the middle ones they they can go screw Ceno bite lane we're like you you we've gone beyond pleasure and pain we're we're only an experience yeah yeah it's at this point we're just a thing to do Uh, and maybe you know what if i'm being generous and i probably should sorry for being salty probably we could probably squeeze a third one up there so probably like a top three and then no speak your truth man it's it's okay listen like we said it's the return of the jedi one it wasn't you know super strong it was the uh the third the matrix revolutions of cards it was it 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 wrapped it all up in a bow unfortunately you don't know how bow tying works so when you bring the gift to your friend it all sort of like falls apart you're like here's a box with paper in it they really are my favorite though i have to say of trilogies like i love big swings and i feel like the third movie is where everyone's like go for it do whatever you want it doesn't matter it usually disappoints me not gonna lie but i'm great i'm definitely staying for the third like the first i might see with friends to catch up to get to the second which is the best movie that's like oh i gotta see the third now like that's like the one you're going to theaters with and like buying the ticket three months ahead of time yeah yeah and we hope you guys will buy tickets ahead of time for our next greets giving which is always a pleasure to do with you bobby it's always a pleasure to do with you dan and Ding dongs, if you're out there and you want to get in touch with us, it is at GreetingsPod on Instagram or at GreetingsCast on Twitter. Dan, greets giving number four in the books. What a journey. What a pleasure. I can't wait to see what happens next, and I can't wait to have people say they can't wait to see what's happening next. I hope people can wait to can't wait, and that'll be how you and I feel when we do 10 more cards, and then it's like waiting. That's over already. Don't need to do it anymore because here we are. Right. So get your feathered boa, friend. It's girls' night. It's only shaking stars. Break the mold. Try those d- budget wings, dirtbags, and we'll see you later. Leave the bone-in pizza at home. Fanta. Fanta! Bye. I am always surprised by how often... Pony by Genuine is played at weddings. Beautiful. Everyone come to my window. I'll be home somewhere between 4 and 4.15. Dad?